0: It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors LLC at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI, News Talk 790, 965 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. I'm your host, Ashley Button, shown this morning. So this morning with me, I have Kyle Christensen, who is the director of the Whatcom Long-Term Recovery Group. And I've got Amanda May, who is the director of the museum in Linden. So we call that the Linden Heritage Museum now. Yes? yes. Yeah. Yes. So welcome, you guys. Um, this morning, I wanted to focus on some amazing nonprofits in Whatcom County. And, uh, you know, as we roll into Christmas, maybe a little bit more lighthearted things going on in the community, I thought would be be good. So here we are on Christmas Eve Eve, or as my pastor calls it, Christmas Adam, because Adam came before Eve. <laughs> so i want to welcome you guys and i hope you're getting ready for christmas and uh thank you kyle and amanda for coming on with me this morning welcome hopefully you've had some coffee Yes,
2: yes for sure
1: yeah all right well we're gonna take our first break just real quick and we'll be right back
3: The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store, almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice cold beer in their massive beer cave. Want to grab a quick bite for breakfast or lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I 5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue, open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where, where there's more in the store.
4: It is the season of savings during DeWard and Bodie's annual year end clearance sale on appliances, barbecues, mattresses, and more. Now through Sunday, DeWard and Bodie is bringing you two special offers. They will pay your sales tax on all qualifying in stock appliances and mattresses or give you no interest financing for up to two full years on qualifying orders with no money down at checkout. Whether you're looking for a last minute Christmas gift or needing an urgent replacement, you can pick up and take home in stock appliances and mattresses with you today. incredible savings on closeout appliances, floor models, one only and slightly blemished appliances get year end deals on a huge selection of laundry sets, refrigerators, wall ovens cooktops, ranges and so much more save your holiday cash at the Warden Bodie this week and they'll pay your sales tax on all qualifying in stock items or give you no money down and no interest for up to 24 months on qualifying appliances, it's the year end clearance only at the Warden Bodie the appliance and mattress giants financing OAC qualifications apply
5: the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. Again, I'm your host Ashley Buttonson and today I've got with me Kyle Christensen with the Wacom Long-Term Recovery Group and Amanda May with the Lyndon Pioneer Museum
5: Heritage. Oh, sorry, Heritage <laughs> Museum.
1: It is the new a new name change. It is new it, name and change. and i for yes. years driven by it being the See, I'm so I'm gonna have to re-educate myself. Um, so, you know, nonprofits are something I believe that uh, everyone should be involved with at some point in their life, and so these two are a little bit uh, special to me. Um, the Walk Among to Recovery Group is very near and dear and special to me and I I'm a board member. So I wanted I wanted Kyle to come on today as we've kind of followed on this show the uh, disaster that happened in 2021 and 2022, both floods. Um and and kind of followed along to see what the you know the mitigation or the um the recovery has been. And so I wanted, I wanted Kyle to come on today and give us an update as we're wrapping up the year. And so, Kyle, why don't you kick us off with, tell us kind of where we stand right now in recovery. Our listeners probably don't realize how many cases we've had with the long-term recovery group and, and where where we sit. Because a lot of people are like, oh, nothing's being done. And um, I promise yeah. you, things <laughs> are being done. So, yeah, give us, give us your spiel.
2: All right. Well, thanks for having me, Ashley. Appreciate it. So, um, as you know, there was around 2,000 homes that were damaged in November 2021. Mm-hmm. As far as clients we've helped so far as closed cases, we've had around 650 families that we've been able to help in the last two years um, in their recovery. And uh, and right now, we currently have about 160 active cases. So, there's still people out there. There's still a need to help. Right. Um, and there's still some reconstruction that needs to happen too. A lot of these homes still are waiting on um skirting for their home or flooring things like that. So so we're not done, but we've uh, we've been blessed uh, with a great year. Uh we've had some great staff and volunteer support um that really happened between I'd say between April and uh middle of November mm-hmm. and we had we had just great support and I think it's it's been a good year for us. I mean, it's sad for those who still need us, and that's why we're continuing our work.
1: Yeah. So, you know, when we started on this journey early on, so for those of you who don't know, the Wacom Long-Term Recovery Group did not exist before the flood, and we respond to natural disasters, disaster. That's what we do. So it's not just flood, um, even though that's what we've been doing so far. We watched fires very closely and different things. And so when, when we started this, it was because there was a void for a long-term recovery group. And we were told by everyone, it's going to take you like five or six years to recover from this. And that's really hard to tell a survivor that it's going to take so long. And there's a lot of factors and a lot of reasons why. So Kyle, maybe you can go into why that's the time frame and what has actually happened.
2: Yeah, so early on we realized that um, government funding can be slow, and there wasn't really an organization that acted like a hub for recovery. And so that's where Whatcom Strong became Whatcom Long Term Recovery Group right Mm -hmm. after the flood because um, a lot of the community members came together and said, We all want to help. What does that look like? And then up comes the Whatcom Long Term Recovery Group, a 501c3. And so we've been able to act as that hub to help people get support. And sometimes it's just a referral. Um, so um, having one agency taking the lead and then sending support, you know, or, or I would say just um, connecting people to the resources they need. And so that's how we've been able to be effective is we provide the structure, but then we will send them to... Um, Sometimes there's grants through other agencies and we'll say, okay, here, go get your help here. And a lot of that started with disaster case management because until you know what the needs are of each individual family or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's been affected by the disaster, we, we, we don't know how to help them. We have to know what their income level is, how much flood insurance money. And so it's been exciting to see how we've been able to go a lot quicker than a lot of people I know if your home was affected, it never feels fast. Right. So we want to make sure we're being sensitive to that. But in, in the world of recovery, you're right. It's usually about five or six years, and we've been blessed to be able to do a lot in two years, mm-hmm. um, which is, is amazing. Everybody from other disasters is just amazed when they hear about our success story and be able to respond quickly. And a lot of that's our structure, our leadership. It's just been a, we have a great team.
1: Yeah, we have we have an amazing team, amazing uh, group of people who are on our board, and um, we've had a lot of great volunteers come in, and so there are there's generally uh, when a disaster happens, there are there are certain groups that stand up immediately and say, hey, we're here to help, and you know they're used to doing you know hurricanes and tornadoes and different things, but what's unique about a flood is you don't just rebuild from the ground up, and and so. It's it takes unique casework to go in and say what is flood affected in a place where you might have water damage already because it rains here nonstop, <laughs> and so we've had we've had some very unique casework going on. We have to be good stewards of our money. We have to make sure that there isn't a duplication of benefits. Um, there's a lot for our, that our caseworkers do, and they have been absolutely amazing. Um, we've had hurdles of uh, language barriers that we've had to overcome. I mean, we. So I'm, I'm bragging a little bit, but I, I think that we've done a really good job in um, marrying that partnership with the sheriff's department um, and finding what works. While we always joke that we've got this airplane in the air on fire, leaking water, building it. And and it's it's we've done things that have been absolutely amazing and with with the right people in place um. So maybe um, tell our listeners, you know, some of the groups that have come in and and helped and then some of them have been local.
2: Yeah. So some of the big supporters have been um, we had World Renew uh, started bringing teams and they have brought three week teams or one week teams. And these are skilled volunteers that have come around through really all over the United States and uh, Canada. Some of them came from Canada as well. And that was where we really started to gain some ground because we were able to find funding for materials, reconstruction, things like that. But until we started getting those volunteer teams here to start working on some of these bigger projects, um, that's where we really start hitting the ground running. Mm -hmm. So they were an amazing uh, group to work with um, and then also... um, You know, as you know, there was right after the flood, we had other organizations that came kind of help with the muck outs and clean outs and the dry outs. You know, there's a lot of good organizations like Team Rubicon that came in early, um, Samaritan's Purse. Mm -hmm. um, And then we had local volunteers that just showed up out of nowhere. um, and, And what a blessing. I was still mayor at the time. And I remember... You know, just the line of vehicles coming in to check in on those cleanup days. Yeah,
1: working with BP and yeah,
2: absolutely. The refinery's been big, and so so anyway. So I th- I think that as far as the big volunteer groups to help with reconstruction, I would say World Renew has been big. Habitat for Humanity has also brought in some volunteers, which has been really helpful for some of the other local jobs um, in the everson su Mass area, and uh, and yeah, and we just had some really good locals. That would just show up and help, which mm-hmm. is, is amazing. In today's world, anytime you find somebody who's willing to volunteer, it, this is this is like a, a lost art. People don't want to volunteer their time anymore. So what an encouragement to be able to come out and help somebody else you don't even know um, because they have a need. Mm-hmm. This is something we really need to foster in our community more. And Wacom County has really stepped up and kind of set the bar. And I hope that other communities, if they have disasters, look at see... The response and and how Whatcom County has really wrapped their arms around people that have been affected by the flood.
1: Yeah. You know, you see post-COVID a lot of, you know, decline in employment. People don't want to work. It's the same thing with volunteers. And and yep. so you see kind of this generational gap where you have people who who that's what they want to do when they're retired and they're they're doing it. But there it used to be that we'd have a lot of young people flood in after a disaster to go do stuff, and it's just not that way anymore. It's not. And we've had some. We had some. A group came um, from the East Coast and 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 they came and worked and they did a great job. But it's it's not like it used to be. I know Amanda, you went and worked after t- t- Katrina. Yep. Um. And and so the skilled labor aspect so a lot of people don't realize that you you know you hear okay the government has funded this project and so there's money it's really not that easy um it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't just like then show up it's it's worse than insurance companies yep. and and it's it's great that we're able to get that funding and we're so thankful so if anyone's listening and thinks we're not, we are absolutely grateful. But it's not an easy process. And, and for us, it's been even easier than like the county having to do the casework. And so it's good that we're doing it, but we um, don't get money for skilled laborers. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not part of the funding. And so you have to go find that. And I know we had a hard time electricians, plumbers, right? But didn't we have a shortage of plumbers? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so it's been great to see people come along. But I think you know that kind of leads into that's a need and still a need to to find skilled laborers who will come and donate their time. Um, Kyle, what are other needs that we have and that we're seeing?
2: So right now, um, now that we're kind of into the winter months, we still have some projects that we still want to get completed. So. Um, I would just give a shout out any, but any of your listeners that have, you know, any skills or sometimes we don't need skilled labor. We just need some people to show up, some extra hands. So if you're looking to or you're available to volunteer here in Whatcom County, you know, go to our website, um, Contact us through that and we can get you connected and we can help. You know, you you can be part of that uh, that hope for people that still have this lingering work The other part would be um, go on our website and donate. You know, we still need... um, We get funding streams from different places, but a lot of them are restricted to certain certain income levels or certain types of needs. So just being able to donate to our organization then frees us up to be able to use that funding for a family that maybe falls in those gaps somewhere in in the funding world. Um, So that would be another way um, for them to help. And then I think lastly is please help us get the word out. You know, it's been over two years, but we're still finding, you know, people that have kind of shut into their own house and, and they're, they're still struggling in their recovery and anxiety. Um, and we, we, we need to know where they're at. We need to know where they are so we can come help them. So that would be one way is make sure and get the word out. You know, we try to get it out through radio, through social media, you know, maybe mailers. We're, we're trying to get a hold and make sure everybody has an opportunity if they've been affected by the the flooding, so please reach out to us or share our information.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because we do, we find. I mean, it's about a case a week right now that we find something that's pretty significant mm-hmm. um, that need you know cleaned out underneath the house or or we find you know s- some kind of recovery that needs to be done, and and so it's great that we're still finding people, but we'd like to find them quicker so that we can help them recover. Um, so the need financially, um, you know, we've had great partners. Like I talked about the sheriff's department, we've had, um, the, um, Whatcom Community Foundation, um, as we, we move into, um, recovery is getting a little bit slower. Um, we want to become prepared for the next disaster. And so that's another need. Um, we have to prepare for whatever comes to Whatcom County next, because if there is a declared disaster, we will be there.
2: Yes. Yeah, and that could be any time, right? Yeah. We hope that uh, that doesn't happen soon, but um like you had mentioned it could be a fire, it could be a landslide. I mean, it's it's not just flooding. We 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 will be active in any disaster and uh yeah, we need to be prepared for that. So that's where a lot of that funding comes in handy is to be able for us to organize staff and um react quickly as the need arises
1: and we are the only entity that does that here in whatcom Mm -hmm. county and so that is something that is unique and a need that we saw and so that's why that's why we formed um and you know so i think if if people are looking you know during the holiday season if they feel generous that that is something that us as a community that we need and uh, not everybody wants to put on you know PPE and, and crawl into a house, or yeah. or or do certain things in a disaster. Um, but there are ways that you can help in in the previous disaster and anything going forward. And reach out to us if there's something that you that you specifically want to do, even. Um, that you want to fund. So we, again, on our website, you can go to whatcomstrong.com and you can donate. But uh, we want to give a shout out to our partners that um, the Whatcom Community Foundation. Go ahead, Kyle, you can talk a little bit about them.
2: Yeah, the Whatcom Community Foundation has been huge for our organization. They've, uh, anytime we've had, I I mentioned like a gap in a funding need, they've always come to the plate. So Maury and her team have been amazing. And we're just so appreciative. Um, Like I said, we, We have access to government funding coming in but sometimes from a private entity you know we're able to use the funding in a different way and it's it's more flexible and so it's been just such a blessing to work with them and just a big shout out we would not be where we're at today Mm -hmm. without the community foundation especially coming to our aid and supporting us Um, just a great team and one more thought i had was before i forget was just want to thank a few of our key staff members. Absolutely. Um, so so Lacey DeLang is our lead DCM, and her DCM team has been um, amazing and continues to work. I was just on the phone with her yesterday. She's working hard on a case, trying to get some funding for it. I mean, these ladies have poured their whole heart into helping these families and these disaster case managers. They, they get a lot of, um, because they're talking to so many people that are hurting and going through so many different trials you know, they take on a lot of that. Yeah, and so anyway, an amazing team. And then uh, Mark Passy um, with uh, he's our reconstruction manager and he does an amazing job. And he's been a lot of the success through mm-hmm. this last year because he's been able to organize all these different projects and he, he, I mean, he's a construction genius. And so he understands how to structure projects, things like that. And then lastly, I'm um, Laurel Diakianis um, with, helping with volunteer support, you know, when we had these teams come in. She did a great job of helping uh, support them as well. So just a few key staff I really wanted to thank.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I as well want to thank them. They have been amazing. Our, You know, typically a burnout rate for a, um, a caseworker is nine months. And Lacey has literally been on it day one before it was a thing to be a case manager. Yep. <laughs> and before it was just a computer with a spreadsheet and a fire department. And there was Lacey just working away. And and so I want to I thank our entire team. They have been an amazing job. We would not be where we are if it wasn't for them. So thank you, team. And, you know, we'll be right back. I want to touch when we get back. I want to touch on mitigation before um, we, we move into the museum. But we'll be right back. This
4: is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors. And I'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement. I have made the decision to rejoin LPL Financial Services. I originally joined what was then Private Ledger in December of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives. I rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives, over $1.3 trillion under management, and LPL is now part of the S&P 500 Index. In addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I will share with you some of the reasons for this decision. Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show or our 9 a.m. show
3: on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Hey, Hey, Bellingham, Bellingham. we're We're the the Parkers.
0: Parkers
1: From Parker Eco Pest Control. It's that time of year when rodents, ants, and other pests creep inside for warmth. We're your local specialists in poison-free rodent control, like trapping, sealing up holes, and even rodent birth control. We offer eco-friendly options with an emphasis on the
5: friendly. For service without the rigmarole, call Parker Eco Pest Control call or click now to instantly book online
3: we'll see you soon
4: in the shop and i saw a little headline that says uh, how much does it cost to replace the ford f-150 lightning's battery i thought that ought to be interesting
0: Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. Johns, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. cost around, are you ready for this? 30,000 bucks. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical
6: Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net.
0: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
2: CBS News Brief. The Supreme Court has decided against ruling now on whether Donald Trump can be prosecuted for his actions interfering with the 2020 election. CBS's Willie James Inman. We
3: don't actually know how each judge felt about this decision. Either way, arguments at the U.S. Court of Appeals D.C. Circuit are set for 9th.
2: It eventually will likely go back to the high court. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says Palestinian civilians in Gaza need more than humanitarian aid.
3: A humanitarian
4: ceasefire is the only way to begin to meet the desperate needs of people in Gaza and end their ongoing nightmares.
2: Two Denver paramedics have been convicted in connection to the death of Elijah McClain. After
3: the verdict was read, Shanine McClain wiped away tears. And when Peter Chakuniak was led away in handcuffs, an audible cry came from the side of the courtroom where his family was sitting.
2: CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn.
1: Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. I'm your host, Ashley button I've got uh, director of Welcome Long-Term Recovery Group, Kyle Christensen here with me, and uh, Amanda May with Linden Heritage Museum. (laughs) She's the director there. (laughs) And so this morning we've been talking about uh, flood recovery and kind of where it's at as we've followed that a bit um, over the last two years on the show. So uh, we had a caller who asked, uh, what is a declared disaster? And then I, I just asked Kyle if he could touch on for a moment Uh, mitigation. That's a huge thing where I can get into it. Um, But there is stuff going on. So Kyle, go ahead and and, uh, tell us what a declared disaster is.
2: Yeah. So um, local government agencies call it a declared disaster if it meets a certain criteria. So any city or county or state could declare it depending on what that criteria is. So a city, it could be Two homes, one home. The city kind of can decide um, countywide. It just depends. I I believe they're looking at is there more than five properties damaged? But there's kind of a there's not a hard and fast rule. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of look at each disaster and say, okay, what's the extent of the damage? So there's a lot of things that come into play. Um, but what we could easily say if there is a minor flood or Things like that. There's usually going to be a declared uh, disaster at the county level, and so, so yeah, it's a good question. It just depends, and like I said, the cities they can do their own thing at any time and and request and declare a disaster. And so, usually, what you have happen is at the county level is um, you know as soon as they see that there's something coming then the county council's ready right away to declare disaster because that frees up funding for response and so so usually things happen pretty quickly mm-hmm. when there is a disaster and so so yeah that would be what that would look like and so really, it's it's a government thing that is done. Yeah. At some level.
1: And and so we as an organization like we, we don't come in generally. And this is our rule right now is that for a blue sky event. So like if if someone's house catches fire and maybe catches their neighbor or two or three, that's not a declared disaster. Now, if the fires that had happened over the summer had caught houses on fire, that would be a declared disaster. Um, that like the fire that happened in Fairhaven at that, that, um, business down in Fairhaven, it's tragic and, um, it's, it breaks our heart to see things like that, but that's not our area of expertise. We don't do homelessness. That's just not us.
2: That isn't. Yeah. So it's important for people to know that, um, just because of our mission and our objectives is we can't really help businesses because we're not a for income, we're a nonprofit organization. And then, yeah, like you said, um, we're, we're not responding to homelessness in any way. We're just re- responding to disaster. Yep. yep. Yeah.
1: But we, um, you know, we can help people if you have a question and it has something to do with a disaster. What you might think you can ask us and we can we, we make referrals all the time to people who, who do that job. So um, mitigation, Kyle, you touch real quickly. There is a lot happening on the federal level. Um it's it's a slow monster but it is moving and that is the most important thing
2: yeah so mitigation obviously is a really hot topic is you know when we had three floods in two years it's like okay what are we going to do to keep this from happening again and again and again and so right now there's a lot of funding streams that are they're coming we can see them down the line um there's federal HUD money that's coming in right now. There's still some FEMA hazard mitigation money that's coming in. I think a lot of people saw that in the paper where there's buyouts and acquisitions happening in Everson and Nooksack right now. And so there's a bigger plan that will be unfolding. And it's uh, what what do we do as far as uh, mitigation to keep this from happening again? Because we all don't want to flood again and again and again.
1: Yeah, because it's water management. So Linden, Sumas, Everson, Nooksack—everyone has a part, yep. and and there is definite movement going on there. So, um, yeah, I I think that's a whole separate show, um, but I didn't want to g- neglect um, to mention it because I might end up with about a hundred angry text messages at the end of this. Uh, so, Amanda, let's let's dig into the Linden Pioneer Museum. No, no
5: heritage <laughs> I
1: knew it I did it again
5: <laughs> it's okay to be fair so every once in a while if I'm really busy and I'm not paying a pen- attention I will answer the phone yeah okay <laughs> so it's new
1: yeah so the, for those of you who don't know Amanda is my sister-in-law she is uh, married to my brother and she's not a button shown no. um, that gets <laughs> confused very often yes um she is again married to my brother so Amanda May um it, the, the story behind Amanda being involved at the museum is my fault. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, her and I, we redesigned the logo. And this is why I cannot get the name right, because it's forever going to be it, ingrained yes. in my head as That's what we, we designed. Started. Yeah. Um, and and so um, for those of you who know uh, Travis Gratton, who who's over at um, Porsche in Bellingham, he, he one day asked me if I'd be interested in being on the board at the Linden Pioneer Museum. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Let me check it out. And he was like, you needs a new <laughs> website, need some things in uh, marketing, and that's if that's what I do. And so um, he, I went to this meeting. Um, or no, I didn't go to the meeting. I, he also said, do you know anybody who'd be interested in, in doing the treasurer position? And I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to ask my sister-in-law. And so brought her along with me. And at that meeting, she was elected treasurer, and I was like, yeah, "I All didn't right, know that was
5: going to happen. I'm out." <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, "I'll just you tell me what you need," but I did yeah. not become a board member. No, and I left Amanda at yeah, uh, at, at the museum where she yeah. just dug in
5: yeah. and she ditched me. Yeah, <laughs> how many years ago? Oh, uh, almost six? Yeah, it
1: was a long time ago. <laughs> so um so now Amanda, she went from um, being on the board to now being the director at the museum. Yeah. And she's been doing lots of awesome updates. Um she also has a business called Dovetail Designs where she does a lot of woodwork and you'll see some of her amazing craftsmanship inside the museum um so you'll have to check her out on uh, dovetail she I think she's on etsy and stuff so check that out but she has done so much working with whatcom family farmers um amanda yep. i don't I, There's so much to talk about so tell us in the last year or maybe <laughs> two years the museum's done yeah. a lot of different things and yeah. i i had the pleasure of being involved in your um mystery museum
5: night it was not yes. a murder no, family friendly storyline. Fam- That's the goal. Family so friendly. No murder. There was no murder. <laughs> yeah. I
1: really wanted there to be a murder, I but there know. wasn't. So it was. Um, but we will we'll
5: ha- do a disappearance. There you go. So the, yeah. Yeah. So so
1: th- so the whole thing was the the bank was robbed, and and I got to play the mayor of Linden. Yeah. And it was so much fun. <laughs> so um, if you if you see a call out for volunteers for an event, the museum, you you
5: have to do it. It is so much fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. So you've had some immersive events. So tell us kind of what the museum, what's new. What's happening?
5: Yeah, so we're going through basically what's called our revitalization programming, and it's a four-year track, because in 2026, the museum's been around for 50 years. So there's this kind of like 50 years past, 50 years into the future thing that we're getting ready for. Are you going to be ready for the next 50 years and going to be there that long? No. Okay. <laughs> I love the museum. It's one of my favorite things right now, but no. Not 50 I lo- more? No, okay. not 50 more. No. Um, but um, – But that's the goal, though, right? Sustainable future, getting ready things ready. And, you know, something can't be the same for 100 years. The building's been there for over 100 years. So if you want to see stuff that's remained the same, you can come in the building and I can show you. Mm -hmm. But um, so it's things like just big maintenance projects. The building's over 25,000 square feet. So it's not a small building. Mm -hmm. So things like redoing the ceiling and replacing carpets and redoing flooring In a building that big, that's a lot. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. So there's always a project going on inside. And then the fun stuff is like new marketing and branding and uh, community programming and events and interactive engagements and updating exhibits. So it's more kid-friendly and hands-on experience and sounds and noise and all that kind of stuff. And it's so much more engaging because we have those things. And that's what people want when they come in. So Mm -hmm. those are the things that we're working on. It's all gearing up toward that 50th.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So you've had, you had no more than two
5: events this year.
1: What were the big events you had this year? We
5: had the, so we start with the open house, the summer open house, which is the same day as the Farmer's Day Parade. Mm -hmm. That's like the big summer event because we can do inside outside stuff. And then this next big one was the mystery at the museum, Mm -hmm. which was three separate evenings and we made it interesting. So you could come different, all different evenings and there was a different answer every, every night. And then we just had our recent one, which was the Christmas open house, which everybody likes because we do the horse drawn wagon rides down Front Street in London. Mm-hmm. Great lights and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So the mystery night, um, for those of you who don't know what it is, you you come, you get a ticket, and you come in, and you try to solve the mystery. It's like live clue. It, yes. Like yes. live clue. And so you yeah. go through the museum. Mm-hmm. And if you've never been in the museum, it's literally like you walked into a little town. Yes. And it's got, like... Boardwalk flooring and and little shops and mm-hmm. it's got a tavern and it's great it, yeah. it's it's so much fun and and so you and they've got this little kitchen in there that's super cute old cafe mm-hmm. retro and, yeah and, mm-hmm. and so you come in and there are characters there are people who are playing these roles and it was so much fun <laughs> and and so you and so you
5: partner with a local um, drama club right. Drama Club, the Claire has a lot of people that like to come and participate. Some of the schools, they have their high schoolers that came, and then some of the homeschool groups, they had some of their people come, and then other people in the community that just like to be involved in that stuff. Yeah, it was all... We had enough people. All in costume. Oh, yeah. Everybody was dressed up. It's very immersive. Very immersive. Like, people who were like, oh, yeah, yeah, sounds like fun, people... It was the one singular event that we have now this year that appealed to every age, mm-hmm. every age. We had young kids, teenagers, which I'm sorry, to get teenagers into the museum <laughs> and actually engage them. That's, you know, you know, you got something special when you can do that. Mm-hmm. Teenagers, early 20s, families, um, old, uh, senior grandma and grandpa's brought in their grandkids. Like everybody had a great time. It was the perfect mash-up of all those different things. And, of course, the historical spin to it because it had some, like, Linden history thrown in there to, you know, get everybody engaged.
1: Yeah, it was super fun. And, and so then also you guys have the the building available to rent. So you yes. had recently— Which most people don't know. Yes. And so, yes. so recently you had uh, a
5: huge event going on in there. Huge high school dance in the museum— on Old Town Main Street, four hundred teenagers. Yeah, so you
1: meshed together <laughs> both of the high school all the high schools. They did yeah, they in, uh, in they London. did
5: Elsie in Linden and but other kids in the community were yeah. could, could come. So, but it was yeah, Linden High yeah.
1: School. If you were if you were um, a student at Linden High School, Linden Academy, or Linden Christian, yeah. You could go. So it was hometown dance. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, fifty years ago would have been like big fat no no in Linden. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so I think you still have to get a dance
1: permit. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. And okay, so we're going to we're going to take our our break real quick, but we're going to come back and talk about more events.
6: Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays, especially a warm and comfortable home. This year, deck the halls with an upgrade to your heating and cooling system and get a free water heater. Hi, I'm John Barron, owner of Barron Heating AC Electrical and Plumbing. From a new heat pump to a heating and cooling system upgrade, we're offering special incentives this holiday season, sure to warm your home and fill your heart with joy. Family-owned and operated for over 50 years, Barron backs all our work with 100% satisfaction guarantee and five-star customer service. For a limited time, Barron is offering a free water heater with the purchase of a new heating and cooling system or $500 off the HVAC system of your choice. With short wait times, fast track to installation, and flexible payment options, you'll be happy in a million ways because for the holidays, you can't beat warm, sweet home. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Are you looking for an
4: auto shop that offers honest quality service? Hi, I'm Kirk, owner of Angler Automotive. At Angler Automotive, we strive to make sure that all of your automotive service needs are met. Angler Automotive provides the factory recommended services that are required to maintain your vehicle's warranty angler automotive outstanding quality with honest reliable service check us out online at anglerautomotive.com you know those friends who say stop by anytime and you're like you don't really mean that well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's Express Certified Subaru Tire and Service Center means it. They're open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance, and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary, and you'll get a free car wash with your service. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded and community-driven, 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham.
1: Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. And, you know, we are on uh, the day before Christmas. So I hope all of you have gotten yourselves ready for Christmas, wrapped your presents, put them under the tree. I have not finished that. (laughs) (laughs) I think last year I was wrapping presents. um, The day of. 6 a.m. Christmas Mm -hmm. morning. Yeah, And then I I was like, I'm going to go to bed. And then like an hour later, my kids were like, Wake up, wake up. I'm like, I have a wrapping hangover. Please go away. <laughs> so I hope all of you do not follow my tradition of waiting until the last minute, not only to get your shopping done. Don't ever go to Costco Christmas Eve. It is it's like asking It's for asking for trouble. Being something it's bad. Happen. It's bad. People are so grumpy. Yeah. Um okay, so events at yeah. the Linden Pioneer Museum. There was also speaking of things that would make Lyndon Grandmas and Grandpas roll over in their grave, uh, the Whiskey Walk.
5: (laughs) Oh yeah, we did. We participated in the Whiskey Walk. Not obviously in the building, but we were like the stop, you know, on the end. But yeah, very. It's it's important because every single one of these people will grow up their entire lives in this community and not know that building exists. Which, to be fair, yeah, my I was one of them. Yeah. So anything we do. Whether it's just to know that the building is there or they walk in the building or whatever, for them to just see it, we're like one hundred percent that's the whole marketing plan. Yeah. Do we exist? Here's what we got. Come right have and, fun with us.
1: And so okay, so this year you had a, a major exhibit that opened.
5: Yes. Um, it was a hundred years of the John Deere D tractor, but it was in it came home to the building it originated from. And it was the first John Deere tractor sold in Whatcom County. So that building that we're in used to be a tractor implement back in 19, I think it was like 1922 because the building was built in 1910. Mm-hmm. So it's old and it's really well made and the one side of the building, the west side of the building is original and then they built onto the other side. But that exhibit was kind of a full circus, full circus. I did this last time too. For a full <laughs> circle moment. It kind of was a the circus. Sometimes it's a circus. It was a circus too, but full circle moment, the fact that, I mean, how many people can say you had a building that's something new, but the originating Mm -hmm. item came back to its home? Mm -hmm. It's just and like back into the front. uh, It's the front window, the front windows in that corner, and everything. It's just it was really cool. That community really came out when we had the private release party, and then the open house. Kids, I mean, it's the big green tractor. Yeah. All the kids like it in Whatcom County, right? No brainer. Yeah. And
1: so your open house, um, you had Christmas pictures done and yep. you were doing them at the, the big we green tractor. Yeah. yeah. We
5: did the photo booth with the tractor to kind of like spread that for the rest of the year because that'll be there for probably a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, just continuing that theme of engagement and continually connecting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk
1: about connecting tractors, yeah.
5: farmers. Yeah. The agricultural community is, well, they're great, right, in Whatcom County, but some of the outreach that we're doing with Whatcom Family Farmers, we've had some talks with Whatcom County Dairy Women, and a few others, um, is it Farm Farm Bureau? mm -hmm. County, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, talking with them, and it's, because the fairgrounds has a really great exhibit, right? Yeah. It's more more production-based. There's history in there, but one of our goals is to bring history of agriculture in Whatcom County to the museum, because it's such a big part of this community and things are going to change and kids are not going to know where it started. Mm-hmm. And if what's the term, if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. It's so important. It doesn't mean that's it's got to remain the same, but how do you encourage kids to get creative about how they can engage in their future if they don't know where they're coming from? Mm-hmm. Well, and kids so, like to eat, so they should probably learn about farming. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but in, in, so, And we want to partner with those other uh, organizations because we want them engaged in the use of the space. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be just for the museum. It needs to be for the schools. It needs to be for all the age groups. It needs to be interactive and learning um, based and all that kind of stuff. So it needs to be kind of encompass this core a vision that everybody wants their kids to have a little bit of knowledge on, and that's where we want to host it.
1: Learning your heritage, not your <sighs> pioneers. You yeah, you got yeah, it. Uh-huh, yes. yeah.
5: Well, and pioneer was great for the first fifty years because it was held true pioneer to stuff. Yeah. Every, yep, everywhere where we were coming from. But now it's like, okay, you know, history is moving so much faster away from us because mm-hmm. of right how things change. And so, it's more important that we engage in as much of that as we can.
1: Yeah. So, and as we talk about, you know, history <clears throat> and heritage in uh, Whatcom County, you guys have another exhibit coming up. I know a lot of people were. I don't know when, but the you guys are working towards doing the indigenous, um, yeah, stuff. There's, yeah. So yeah, I know people are excited. They I've yeah. heard at the open house, people are excited yeah. that that's coming up. So yeah.
5: there's actually three. There's there's that one. And then there's the dairy exhibits getting an update and then Linden, the Linden Tribune slash Pioneer Press one. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple one, a couple of them. It's moving really quick. It's with all the stuff that we're updating, people are starting to understand the enga- how the engagement works with the public. Yeah. So they're getting really excited to add that next step mm-hmm. to... How, you know, the audio and the, the visual effects and getting kids engaged with, like, our new marketing and cartoon stuff and, like, all that. It's it's really exciting. People are 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 on board.
1: Yeah, oh, great. So, oh, right there. So this is, it's not just Linden no. either. You, you've North got... North
5: Whatcom County.
1: North Whatcom County. Yep. So what are the needs of the museum? I know, <laughs> I mean, like, it's a nonprofit. Yep. And so it also needs donations,
5: right? Donations. If you don't want to donate... Or you want to donate more consistently, technically, you could become a member. You get a discount on rental space if you do that. It's not expensive. It's a very affordable. It's once a year. Donations, volunteers, like we, we've been talking about. Every, we always need more volunteers if you don't want to do it regularly. Events, just volunteering for our events is a big thing. And then mm-hmm. it doesn't happen very often. But um, And it's a lot of nice. fun. And it's a lot of fun. And yeah. they're going to just get better as we and bigger. They're They've escalated very quickly. But mm-hmm. that's a good problem to have. But um, donations are a big thing because we're starting these projects that people really enjoy, Mm -hmm. right? They like the sound effects and, like, that kind of really creative background stuff. So if you you can donate for a purpose, you're like, oh, you're working on this exhibit or you got this topic going on. I want to donate to support that part, Mm -hmm. you know, restricted donations, and we can do that, too.
1: Do you have businesses that you partner with that would, like, are you looking for partners in exhibits? So sponsors, I
5: guess not all sponsors, not all sponsors equal exhibits because there's there's Mm -hmm. a plan and a purpose with our strategic planning that goes in place there. But if you you can sponsor things at events for community engagement, like food items or activities with the kids, that's really great. Um, you can sponsor upgrades and updates in general in the museum, which is really nice. And we really value that community partnership with the local businesses. Lyndon Tech and Linden is helping us with some of our um, audio stuff now, which is really nice. And we value that because we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And so what better way to engage when to just go find the people who are experts in their field? Not to mention it makes it easier for us. And then we make it look like we know what we're doing
1: yeah <laughs> there you go well so if you haven't been to the museum and especially not recently you should go and visit and there is literally something for everyone yeah. and it is when we, i mean you think oh that's a big space no it is huge
5: it's huge and there's there, three floors yeah
1: there's three floors so you have to go see the buggies down below mm-hmm. and there's and there's there's some,
5: cars yep. and there's old cars and motorcycles then you got the pioneer stuff you got a war the war exhibit that you can go you can see all the old building inside outside just there is there's just something for everybody you'll find there's that circus that model train circus display that you can go play with mm-hmm. yeah all that stuff
1: yeah so go find something that interests you Find a way to volunteer, have fun, or or leave some legacy and uh, yeah. make a giant donation. Where would, would they do great. that? Where Where do they go to make a donation? So you can go
5: online. So if you guys go online, lindenheritagemuseum.com, you can find all our information. If you want to rent a space, if you want to donate, if you want to volunteer, if you have a kid coming up in high school and they need to do their community service, there's an intern program. There's so many different ways, and they're all on there. You can see our upcoming events for the next year. Those are going to be updated soon. Um, if you want to come in, come see the Christmas lights on Main Street. It looks really, really mm-hmm. neat down there. Um, but we try to make everything so transparent so it's easy for people to find. And easy for them to make their decisions of what they want to do and how they want to engage with us and how they want to donate their time or extra funding. And so, if you go on there, you can pretty much find anything, or you can email us. Let's yeah, us on there on there too.
1: So, um, the event stuff—if you've got, you know, like kids coming up with a graduation, graduation or birthday party parties, parties.
5: Yeah. yep, even little parties. People have done Christmas parties there. I think we've had a wedding there. We mm-hmm. pretty much have had. Now that we've had the dance, I think I've covered them all.
1: Mm-hmm. everything's yeah. been there we had a halloween party there that was yeah. fun uh New had year's the- eve party birthday
5: parties all sorts of things
1: yeah so so when you're thinking of event space if you need something remember the museum up in linden um it's there we have a shortage of event spaces in whatcom we County. make it affordable yes.
5: obviously it's part of our revenue so it is charged for but we make it affordable because we want people to use the space it really makes it brings it alive so
1: yeah so um we've got two minutes left in the show tell tell me is there anything else you want to share that's coming up or um anything
5: that you guys have done um yeah Uh, coming up I think is just that this next year everybody needs to keep their eyes on it things are going to change there's going to be a new look the outside of the building's going to get you know revitalized and lighting and it's just going to be a really neat place for you to bring your family to spend a little bit of time Especially, you know, we're in the Pacific Northwest, so you always got to have somewhere to go inside. Yeah, and
1: do you do so? You do stuff with the schools. Yep. Um, what about homeschool families?
5: Yep. Homeschool groups. You can call. You can get group rates, all that kind of stuff. We make it really easy for we for to schedule. We've got educational scavenger hunts kids can do to keep them busy
1: yeah it's great i know you guys recently have hung some of the the military banners the mm-hmm. veterans yeah up in there it's looking with the vfw yeah with the vfw so mm-hmm. you know a lot of partnerships in the community and it's, it's looking amazing mm-hmm. so and a lot of fun yeah um, a lot of work but a lot of fun A lot of <laughs> big space yeah lots of work yes. yeah so uh you know as we close up here kyle is there anything you want to add anything you thought of any last minute shout outs
2: yeah i would just say uh thank you to everybody who's supported us and volunteered you know in in helping with recovery because without you you know these families and individuals would have nobody so just a big thank you to everybody who supported us and uh, we really appreciate you
1: absolutely so again guys Merry Christmas Happy New Year Enjoy your time with your family. Um, if I could make it snow, I would. So I'll work on that while until we uh, talk next. But But get out with your family. Do something fun. Get all your presents wrapped. And have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening.